Hey, welcome to the Live Life Aggressive Podcast. Mike Mahler, sincere Hogan man. Truly excited about this show. Yeah. Because if anyone knows us, they know that Mike and myself are probably the biggest Spartacus fans out there. Yes, Sabina, we said it. We are the biggest <laughs> Spartacus fans out there. And that is why today's guest, man, it's a real treat to have this guy on our show, man. So go ahead, Mike. Yeah, we've, uh, yeah, we've got Tyrone Bell who was the workout coordinator for everyone on the show. So he's the one who put them through all the hardcore workouts, got them in great shape, got them in gladiator training shape. And he was actually also in the show as one of the gladiators. So we're going to talk to him about that in a second. But Tyrone, thanks a lot for coming on the show, buddy. We appreciate it. Hey, guys. It's great to be here. I'm excited yeah. to talk to you guys. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Fans, man. Love to talk to Spartacus fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, we've, we've seen a lot of your clips on bodybuilding.com. You're all over the web. You're getting a lot of well-deserved press. And we just, I'm curious. I think we have a lot of people that are trainers in the industry who would, who would love to have a gig like what you had. In fact, I'll right. tell you the truth. I wouldn't have minded having a nice gig like that. So let's, <laughs> let's get into How did this whole thing happen? How did you get the Spartacus gig? Well, it actually started out, um, I came on as, well, you know the character Crixus, Manu sure. Bennett? Yep, yep. Yes. I yes. came on as his stunt double. Huh. Um, I, I've previously been a stunt, uh, stuntman for years. My, my old man, he was, a, uh, he was a stunt coordinator on, do you remember the TV shows Hercules and Xena? Way uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. As a part-time job as a kid, that was me as a stuntman. I was fighting Lu- Lucy Lawless way back in the day. And um, so it just, just sort of evolved and always been in the industry. Then I came on as the Crixus stunt double. And then it became production made, obviously, the, the nature of the show. It was very body geared. Apart from Baywatch, <laughs> it was the number one show that was body focused. So training became a huge component of it. And because stunt performers and actors, they have a very... We have a very trusting bond. Like we, we, we do dangerous situations together. We fight. People can potentially get hurt. There's a lot of trust. And, you know, I stood up for the job and the actors all wanted me to do it. So, yeah, it was, that's sort of how it progressed. I, I qualified trainer, you know, exercise science, everything. So, you know, I was able to deliver, you know, what they needed in, in that film environment, which is actually a very unique and training environment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's that? How's that? How's that? Yeah, how's, how's that? Oh, you, you, but here's, here's the thing. is like, uh, since Spartacus, we found a little bit of a niche, to be honest, in the, uh, in the film training. How it works is a lot of celebrities will have their personal trainers that, you know, train them when they're not right. shooting films. So that, that's great. You know, you've got all the time in the world. But when it comes down to films and especially fast turnaround TV, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, well, thousands of dollars per second. That's basically being eaten up every single day when you're on set. Right. And you, you virtually have people that walk around on set. Um, we call them assistant directors, third, third and second ADs. And they basically you know, practically have stopwatches where it's like, okay, you, you know, Mike, you're in wardrobe at 6.03. You're in makeup at 7.11. You know, it's, it's down to the last second. So the thing is, they will drop training on you. It's like, okay, you've got Liam McIntyre at 3.07 and you've got to be ready to go. So the thing is, as you guys know, it's not just about that training. It's about all the nutrition that leads up to that one moment of training. It's right. about and making sure their recovery is all there. So right. you've got to be able to juggle, man. And that's where, that's where the difference comes in. You, you don't just have the scheduled, I know I've got a client at three. That's right. cool. I can, nah, man, you've got to adapt. <laughs> huh. right. how, did, how did 
When you worked with Liam, my understanding is that he was really malnourished from a previous role. So he came in really underweight for Spartacus. And how, how much of a challenge was it? Because I know some of the fans who gave, I don't know if they gave you flack in particular, but and, and for the show, that the first season that he was on, people were like, oh, you know, he looks kind of small for the role and so forth. And then I, I thought he looked small for the role too, but I thought in season three he looked awesome. So I, I felt like, uh, you know, there's, there was probably a real challenge there of like, you know, getting this guy into Spartacus-style shape, especially when people are so used to Andy in the way he looked in, in season one. Yeah. So how much what, 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 are those rumors true that Liam was just really malnourished when he came in, and and what kind of regimen did you put him on because he did go on to look great. He he came on. You're right. He came on from a role where his character. I can't even remember what. Um, I think it was a TV show. To be honest, it wasn't even anything that major. Right. Uh, but it was a role where he needed to be completely. He he dropped a lot of weight for it, and he dropped a lot of muscle too. Um, so yeah. Production saw when we were recasting and everything for the role of Spartacus. You know, I, in all honesty, and Liam knows this too, man. You know, I saw him, and from a body perspective, you know, I thought, uh, no, I, I wouldn't have picked him just initially off that. But he, <laughs> he he was magic on camera, man. He, yeah, he saw for the show. Yeah, yeah, right. He delivered, and it was like, okay, tight. You know, or, or the stunt team actually got a lot. You know, it's like. Okay, can you get him up to fight speed and can you get him up to body speed? So we had the challenge there because getting you up to fight speed, you know, a lot of the actors did a lot of the action themselves because um, we utilized what was called the phantom camera on set where it was 600 frames per second. So you couldn't use stunt doubles a lot of the time for stuff. So the, the guys had to be able to fight and look good. So we spent a lot of time doing that. But the problem was I needed to have Liam in, you know, hypertrophy training where rest was just critical. Right. Um, so that was why the first season we probably didn't get him to where we needed him um, because we were it was conflicting. We had so much cardio-based stuff going on with fight training, right. and we had this hypertrophy. So it was it was a bit of yeah, it was a catch-22 there. But as time went on, we were able to, you know, I learned his body as well. We adjusted a few things, you know, um, hell of a lot of glutamine, BCAAs. Um, <laughs> we were able to get him to grow. And, um, yeah, and he was happy and production was happy and fans were happy that, you know, that last season where he came out, War of the Damned, you know, yeah. he took the part, man. No, he looked, he looked, I mean, he was, he was so good as Spartacus. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the show since its very beginning. And like everyone else, I was really heavily invested in, in the Andy Whitfield character as Spartacus. Yeah. He did such a great job. It was, it was such a tragedy when he passed. Oh, dude, and, can't was, even explain what it was like on set, man. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Like, how was that transition with Andy, you know, passing? And then, of course, when it was recasted with Liam, you know, how welcoming was everyone when Liam came onto the scene? Right. Everybody knew it was going to be a hard act to follow. It didn't matter who you get, mate. You could have right. got Pitt in there. And yeah. it was, you know, you're following, yeah, you're following what people have already in their minds labeled this is Spartacus. Right. So no matter who you are, you had that uphill battle. Um, so it was, you know, everybody on set knew that. And we're, set is like a big family, man. Um, different departments, you know, we fight amongst each other and everything. But, you know, <laughs> We are family at the end of the day, and you know we were welcoming. But you know it's it's the it's the fans, dude. 
they're, they're the hard ones, you know, they're the ones that will, you know, they, they'll smash you down. And, you know, for them, you know, he got a bit smashed at the start, but anybody would have got that sort of thing. So, yeah, man, but he did well. He did well. Well, my, my experience was when in the first episode I saw him in, I was like, eh, I don't know. It felt a little bit off, right? Second episode started growing on me, but it was the fifth episode of season two when they burned down the arena. That's where I'm like, yeah. man, this guy's got it. This guy's yeah. nailing it. And from that episode on, I thought he killed it. And to tell you the truth, when I, when I think of Spartacus now, I actually think of Liam as Spartacus because he has so many epic scenes and epic lines. And he's off camera, at least in the interviews I've seen him in, he seems like such the total opposite of Spartacus, where he's such a laid-back, funny guy, goofy guy, prankster kind of guy. Well, look like, at Gannicus. I mean, look at the guy that played Gannicus. Like, when you, it was like, I remember this dude, I saw him like on an Australian soap opera, it was nothing like Gannicus. I'm like, oh, man, you're really my image that of him. That is satisfaction, where he played that. Yeah, exactly. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't bring that up. Dustin will, Dustin will have you, man. Oh, really? <laughs> well, there's a seat in there. Oh, I wouldn't even bring that up, because he'll probably have you by talking about it. But, yeah, there's, there's a seat in there that we all make fun of. Uh, all the time on there. <laughs> he seems like the total opposite of Gannicus, like what Sincere said, where like he's like really kind of serious, kind of subdued, and so forth, and, which makes me just more impressed with their acting abilities because they're not just playing themselves in these roles. Right. They're, they're really getting into it. And like Manu Bennett also seems like such a cool guy, like a fun guy to go hang out with somewhere, and, and then he's such a serious, gritty character as Spartacus, and now he's killing it on Arrow. He's such a good actor. So he's great, man. He finds these characters that he can just lose himself in. You know, I worked closely with Manu because I was stunt doubling him as well. So not just on the training side of things. Um, you know, we, we learned fights together and everything like that. And, dude, he is, he is the epitome of method acting. He loses himself in the character. And, um, you know, he, he made that Crixus character his own. Like he makes everything else his own, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he was so, awesome there. How was, I'm curious, out of all these cast members you worked with, it just seemed like there were so many different personality types where, where there are some people that just came in and crushed it in the workouts. And then were there other people that were just kind of prima donnas and you really had to push them where it was like, come on, let's go here. Stop messing around. You know, it's it funny enough, man. It was um, everybody came in with different different levels of fitness, especially, you know, I, the ones with us from beginning, you know, sort of um, – uh, Manu, anyway, you know, he was the whole way through. He knew he knew what to expect, mate. You know, you, you finish a season, you go on a little bit of a holiday, but he <laughs> he knew that you better come back with some fitness or else you're going to get killed. But it was the new right. actors that, uh, right. you know, for instance, Simon Merrill's man um, who played Crassus. Right, right. He was he was probably one of the biggest transformations, along with Liam, that I was able to do. Oh. And um, when he first came in, he, was, he just came off theatre. He was used to sort of the... Uh, you know, the three glasses of wine at night sort of like, everything like <laughs> right. that. And it, dude, he struggled. He struggled. So um, just initially, but I tell you what, man, at the end of it, you know, I, I don't think there was one person apart from Liam that had better work ethic than uh, Simon Merrill's man. Mm. He's an awesome performance and, dude, owned it in the workouts at the end. Once he got him conditioned, holy hell, dude, there was no stopping this guy. He looked great in the show. Yeah, so he left. Oh, yeah, 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 he came a long way, but, you yeah. know, I think... I think there was an article actually in Men's Fitness that we did, um, and it showed his transformation, and it's incredible, man. He went from soft, you know, a bit spongy, 
a rock hard dude and you know there was just uh, he listened to everything the nutrition was massive man um and you know we were lucky because you know when you get a production company that's really focused on how their actors look the catering is you know they'll, they'll do it down to the last gram whatever i say they'll pop it down to the last gram which was fantastic so the right. environment was just there for them to adapt and change oh it's very cool now, did you, did you put all of the actors through group workouts, or were you working with some people individually as well as collectively, combination of both? Uh, the group workouts, to be honest, man, the group workouts were more focused in skill training. Yes, there okay. were components to it, but it was a lot of fight training, and then we're just um, mainly from the point of view of team building as well. Now, in all honesty, that was really stunt-related. So my stunt coordinator, Al Poppleton, um, was one of the, best stunt coordinators I've ever worked under. Um, he was responsible for that skill-based sort of training. But when it came to people needing to transform or their character needed to look a certain way, that's where I came in. I pulled them out of boot camp. It's like, okay, you know, here we go. We've we got to build on this. We've got to change this. So I was fortunate enough to work with mainly all the main guys. Um, the the girls, no, not so much, man, because they cast them well. You know, they were all ready. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Those girls, man. We, okay, we that, that was one of the biggest punches of the show was the girls, man. And the ladies on that show were yeah, incredible. <laughs> Ellen, who played Saxon, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was an athlete from day one, dude. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, you know, and then real ballsy as well, man. She wouldn't back down from any stunt. She wanted to do it herself. I don't think her double did anything pretty much. Well, all she, did, she didn't have a stunt double then for that uh, that glute scene in season three, huh? Because, you know, <laughs> that's one of our favorite scenes. So if she had a stunt double for that, I want to know who that stunt double is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you didn't have a I think you didn't have a <laughs> Sweet. I'm coming out to Australia to teach again this week. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's a, what, what is what is what is your training style when you work with these people? I mean, what what is your what is the what is the background that you brought to this? Because I know you've done some bodybuilding and you've competed in professional physique compositions, you've done fitness modeling and so forth. So, is were you bringing a bodybuilding style, powerlifting style, or CrossFit style? Honest, man, What's the whole? Was, it was. It was heavily hypertrophy based, but here was the difference, man. It was like I had to adapt. I had to adapt, you know, your traditional working out 45 minutes to an hour sort of thing. That We didn't have the luxury of that, man. Mm. So that's where I basically, that's where Legion training came from. And it's pretty much incorporating an entire hypertrophy workout um, or, you know, weight loss, just depending on the nutrition that's paired with it. Right. Um, in 19 minutes because often dude i oh. was given 20 minutes that's it you got 20 minutes to train i was like how the hell am i going to do this man <laughs> so i i literally had to create an entire program or approach that the workouts i knew i could get done in 1140 seconds man in 19 minutes so yeah all, all the elements are there of hypertrophy but again it just it the biggest factor was the nutrition that came in, either you know being in a calorie positive or calorie deficit, how your macros were all ratioed out. That would depend on the response that would get and the results would get from those 19-minute workouts. But all the principles, it's old school principles, man, old school lifts, but basically in a new school format. Right, mm, right. Now with your nutrition, or let's get in, let's get into that quite a bit. What is what is your nutrition philosophy? So what did you have the different actors follow? Well, it would vary from person to person. Mm -hmm. you know, so, sure. But we, we, we had to fuel them. So carbs were not the enemy. You know, people think these guys had to get shredded, so let's drop their carbs. No. Right. No, no, that, that was, that was, they had so much work to do, man. We've right. got to give 
carbs. But, you know, there was no processed stuff. It's very, very clean. Supplements were minimal, and they were more along the lines of recovery and just insurance purposes, just to make sure your nutrients were getting in right. and, you know, to assist in the recovery. Because um, these guys were sore, man, you know, day in, day out. And especially, you know, they were taking hits too, man. So, you know, you, you had to be very, very aware of that. Right. Um, you know... We, we don't, obviously, protein in there for growth, um, and fats are at all, always a healthy level. So it's very balanced. It's, it's not a particular diet. I wouldn't say, you know, a, right. a basis of a paleo diet or anything like that. Right. It just had to be enough fuel to get them through, enough protein for them to grow, and health, obviously, for hormone production, and just to keep everything just working, mate, because it's yeah. not peaking for one day. Like a bodybuilding, right. you're building up for that one moment, you know, right. when you step stage and you own it. Now, these guys, now it's impossible to have them peaked 100% of the time. They'll burn out. So what we do, we, we always aim to have them peaked at about 80%. Now, if they had a big naked scene coming up or, you know, a <laughs> thing where it was full frontal, you know, you, just, <laughs> right. you see everything, then we would dehydrate them down and would, you know, um, would peak them for that moment and, you know, pump them up and everything like that. But, yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was a long haul, you know. It was, it was an it's yeah. sexy, and they're all they're all dehydrated and unhealthy. It's like, uh, I'm, we, we, I'm good thing I don't have to perform right now because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're all shriveled up and all that. That could be a little disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all awesome. <laughs> it's like, give me another minute. <laughs> I tell you what, man, man, man who bet it definitely owned those frontal seats because I'll be honest, man. Uh, if I if I had to do a scene like that, I would be like, uh, is there anything I can take? So I don't look like I have a serious shrinkage right now. Can I get a prosthetic? Because you know, I don't. I don't want people to think this is what I really look like. You know, walking around. It's going to be more my on DVD forever. So I want to make sure I leave a lasting impression. Okay? Yeah, so I, <laughs> so I, I need some Mark Wahlberg boogie night type stuff. Right. <laughs> oh man, the stories I could tell you guys. <laughs> oh really? Now let's get into some of those. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll never work again. <laughs> Maybe you could tell us some funny stories that are not going to get you axed from the industry that occurred on set, like, I don't know, like a prank or something, or like some memorable moments that stuck out. Oh, buddy, there was plenty of memorable moments. I tell you what, not, not necessarily pranks or anything, but I tell you what, it was, like, like I... Like I said, it's like when you work every day with these guys and you're working, man, 12, 14-hour days, you know, for season after season, right. you do become family. And, you know, the memorable moments, man, were when a character dies off, yeah. it, was, it was hard, dude. It was, yeah. You were saying goodbye to friends, man. And, yeah. you know, I remember when, um, you know, Lugo, Barry Duffield, he, he died off. You know, that was a big moment, man. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it was just... Yeah, and, and when Manu, in episode eight of the last season, that was the big one, dude. Oh, we, that was terrible, yeah. man. I hated that, Jeff. That was terrible. Oh, that was, that <laughs> yeah, we were, we were two angry was, dudes after that episode, man. We were like, yeah, dude, that was, really? I like therapy after that episode. In fact, we were pretty much like, I don't think I even want to watch the rest of the season now. I am think I'm done, man. It was kind of yeah, serious. No, that was, that was, that was solid, man. That was um, I think that was two weeks on that battlefield, man, that we yeah. spent shooting wow. up. It was just, wow. it was epic. Um, because, yeah, it was, it was a very powerful scene. It was a big one. And he was such a beloved character that they had to give it everything. Right. You know, right. fans, you guys, you would have felt ripped off if, you know, it was just a quick death or something like that. It had to be epic. And it was. And then his send-off was even more memorable, man. It was, right. it was huge. Right. You know? right. um, 
So, yeah, plenty of memories, man, plenty of memories going around. But, you know, in all honesty, it's the funny thing. You, you, you point out different um, actors in their, <laughs> and their personalities. Dustin, man, you know, Gannicus, <laughs> serious, but he was the prankster, man. Really? He <laughs> was the prankster, mate, you know. Um, so, yeah, you just, like you said, you can't tell their personalities from their characters, and no. it obviously it's a credit to how well they act. Right, absolutely, no doubt about it. Now, well, what did you do with people in between seasons? Because I'm a man, did you have time to, let's say, like when you're not filming, was, did you have any time with the actors where you had, let's say, six to eight weeks where they don't have to worry about shooting any scenes where they can just focus on getting in shape for the next season? Yeah, I was lucky enough, well, mainly with the main characters, like Liam came back, and um, in the last season, Dustin came back a little bit early too. So we were able to work with them, which was great, because we just train and then get out, that's it. Um, you know, that was a luxury, and we kind of used that as a foundation to build on through the season. Um, but yeah, once those cameras start rolling, then, and the season's all on, then it's, it's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet, but it's it's quality, it's it's control too, man. Because some some characters would come back and it's like, oh, you've had a little bit much beer and pizza there. <laughs> no, we we got the work to do, man. <laughs> the the actor who played uh, Doctori, right, Animaeus, he seemed like he always Peter, looked like that, right? Yeah, I've seen him in Three Hundred and other movies. In the most recent Three Hundred too, he looked great there. He seems like a, he has an Olympic athlete background, I believe, if I'm not Good. mistaken. He, yeah, he's a machine, over 50, and looks wow. like that. Wow, yeah. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah. Wow. Um, dude, I didn't do anything with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to take credit, huh? I didn't do anything with that guy. He, was, he, walked, <laughs> he walked in like that man and left like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he genetically got a lot going for him, but, you know, he, he has spent years, um, you know, when we sat down and had a big chat and, you know, he told me, um, I think it was in Hawaii, actually, he spent quite a few years and, he, you know, a bit of a bodybuilding background there, but then actually started yoga and everything like that. But it's just how he eats, very clean, and that was, that was just him, man. That was him. He was a great, machine. great physique, man. I mean, a great yeah. presence on the show yeah. as well. One of my very, favorite characters. Yeah, very, like, yeah. just there and just commanded this respect. But it was also, it's, I think, it's just me observing here as someone watching the show and just watching him. It seems like he also, that's, like he, that's how he is in real life because either that or he's really great at projecting that, that view of who he is because he had that same style in 300. The same, it was the same yeah. way. So it's almost this very, he had this very leadership-type personality. Like, right. he could take control. Like, if, even to the point where he gets kicked into the pit on 300, it almost seemed like, you know, honestly, I think he probably would have tossed Gerard Butler's ass in that hole first. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I actually feel like there was some negotiating, like, no, okay, dude, check it out. This dude over here is going to kick you in a big hole. Like, I can kick his ass any day of the week. Nah, <laughs> Ooh, he, he's a star. We've got to let this happen. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> 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 but you, you, you hit the nail on the head, man. He did. He was um, that was his character. Anyway, he did. He was he was laid back. He was chilled, but he just had that silence presence that you know. Oh, Peter's on set, man. You know, sort of thing. He owned it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> was, there, was there anyone that really surprised you? Where you didn't expect them to have any ferocity with the training where they came in and then you're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't expect that person to attack it so well. Or then, and then the opposite where you thought, okay, this person looks like he's in shape and, or he or she is in shape and then they're just kind of wolfing through the workouts, not pushing it hard. 
Um, in all honesty, I mean, there was a couple like, uh, you know, when Liam first came on and I was, uh, and this was, hey, this is your project here. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> oh, man, I, I got, I'm good, but I don't know if I'm that good. <laughs> but, but, but then he, it, even just spinning after that first workout, I knew he was going to have it because he just had the attitude. It was like, this is my biggest break, man, and I'm yeah. not yeah, absolutely. Like, good. So he attacked it. And then, um, like I mentioned, Simon Merrill, he came in, you know, he was used to the drinking lifestyle. And, you know, on set, man, um, you know, in that film industry, the, the social life is massive. It's a huge component. They eat out all the time. And, you know, it's just um, networking and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I said, okay, well, there's none of that going on, man, you know, for this. And he owned it as well. He had a number of scenes coming up where he had his shirt off and he wanted to look the part. So it's like there's only one way to get that part, dude, and that's to do everything I tell you. And that does not include <laughs> drinking. Um, so, yeah, right. smash it too. But I, you know, probably hate me for it, but I tell you what, you know, Barry Duffield, who played Lugo, uh, former Mr. Australia, um, bodybuilding champ way back in the day, yeah. I he would smash it, but he did not smash it. He <laughs> <laughs> was built for power. He was built for power. Right, right, right. And, you know, we talked about the transition of Liam coming in after Andy. You know, also another big change was when Leslie Ann Brandt ended up leaving after season one and they brought in Cynthia uh, Robinson. You know, how big was the transition for her as well to really just come in and fill that role of Navia? Um, okay, well, on the acting side, again, I th- she owned it. She was she was great, um, but you know, I think Leslie Ann had a bit of a fire to her. Um, if we're talking about purely training, Leslie Ann had the had probably a background where she was you know sports related because she was coordinated. She was great. Um, it was just a shame that up until that point. You know, her character didn't really do anything in regards right. to the fighting and right. everything like that because it would have been great to see her in the later role of Navia. Um, right. But, you know, since, you know, a beautiful girl, you know, uh, dedicated to it. And, um, you know, we, we got her up to speed. It was a little bit of um, challenge with the fighting style. You know, you can't just stick a sword in somebody's hand and think they're going to look good. You know, it, right. <laughs> it, it just doesn't happen. You've got it. It's constantly training them, training them, training them, you know, to, to look good. Because, you know, they can follow the swings, but they might just look crap right, you know so right. it's it's got to be there's a lot to it man um and then learning the beats and then making all the beats cool and everything like that but yeah there was i guess it wasn't as big because obviously it wasn't the lead role and mm. to be honest where we left off with navia i think it was she was sent to the caves they didn't even mm. know if they were going to her back mm. right oh okay uh, yeah so it was yeah it, it wasn't oh. as big and um but yeah, she did well, man. She did very well. Yeah, I thought she, I thought she did really well too. I thought that was a fairly seamless, more of a seamless transition. She kind of yeah. came in and, and owned the role very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't it didn't take long for her to grow on me. Is where I'm going. It's like the first right. couple episodes. I was like, all right, she's got it. She's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's that's good. that's a good way of putting it, man. It yeah. was it was it was seamless. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, with, with Liam, like you said he found his feet around ep four or ep five, and he even said that. You know, we catch up and talking. You know, with projects that he's sort of going on and stuff, and you know right. we. we back and we have a laugh because I don't mind watching the first couple of eps, man. You know, and it was, we all did, you know, it was ep four, ep five that he owned it. Yeah, that yeah. is what I thought. I, think it, I, don't, I don't know if it took me time to get used to him or he just became way more confident with the role and then that episode five I thought was the real turning point where from that episode on I was like, this is it. He's got it. He's yeah, got I, it. Think, oh, yeah. I think we're, oh, no, go ahead. 
No, no, no. I think uh, that was uh, episode five. So that was the arena. I think yeah. that's where he is Hurricane Rider. I think you know in, in the in the arena, which <laughs> yeah. was, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's a man. I was like, I still get pumped up in that. I can watch that episode now, and I'll, I'll have to go work out right afterwards. I was like, did that dude just pull a WWE so move? I was, like, I was like, this guy can get a job with the WWE doing that. Like, come on, man. that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I thought, but I think what really did it for me with Liam is the fact that when he came in, you can honestly tell probably after those first couple of episodes, like, okay, he is not coming here to re- try to replace Andy. He right. is really coming here to find his own footing, and hopefully you guys, will, you know, the viewers will accept that. And, and I think that's what I think the viewers appreciated most about him, that he didn't try to come in and try to be Andy Whitfield and try to just come in and say, like, I'm going to, you know, replace this guy. It's like, okay, i got to kind of take Spartacus somewhere else. And I think, again, I, you know, I also give credit to the writers as well. Just great dialogue for him, whereas if I close my eyes, I really couldn't see a lot of those things that Liam said. I couldn't really see Andy saying those things with the same tone and with the same direction and where it led the story eventually. So it got to a point where, like, okay, that, that was cool because, you know, you get attached. And I think that's one of the reasons why with Leslie Ann, it wasn't that hard of a transition for us to see, you know, a new Navia because we didn't really get attached to Leslie Ann in, those, in that first season because, you know, she was just kind of just a servant kind of in the background. You know, so that's right. I think that's where it kind of helped out. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I think he hit the nail on the head there, man. He he made it his own. You're right. If he came in and tried to be Andy, it would have just flopped, man. Oh God. And, uh, <laughs> But yeah, but he yeah he made it his own, and he found his own. Come that ep four, ep five, you know. And like you said, you know that dialogue. I know that he he used to chat with Stephen tonight, you know, about dialogue and stuff like that. So you know he had ideas as well, which was great. Um, mm-hmm. You know he had that character in mind, and he took it and he owned it. And and the fans eventually loved it. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, he had so many epic lines in, in seasons two and three. I mean, I live in Las Vegas, right? I play blackjack quite a bit. So I, I like to I like to be someone I'm not when I go play cards. <laughs> but, you know, like, I don't go out there as my father, the straight coach. I kind of get in gear and go out there and have a good time, man. Every once in a while, I'll get recognized, and someone will be like, hey, uh, you know, do you know Mike Baller? And if I can think of it, I'll be like, Mike Baller, I stand the man himself. The only line I remember, man, and we still remember, is just the saying, Jupiter's cock, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Body Audience was probably my, one of my favorite characters. Oh, in the whole my God. Series. Best villain uh, ever, he, man. The dialogue between, uh, between a Body Audience character and the Lucretia character were epic, man. Just classic. I mean, were there, were there times where on set people are just cracking up? They're trying to get these lines out, and they're just laughing because it's, it's just so crazy, some of the language used. Well, to be honest, man, it's like when you when you talk about uh, John and Lucy's, you know, Batty Artis and right. Christian stuff, we never spent a hell of a lot of time with them on set because oh, okay. it, was, it was two different worlds, man. You had Got the it. Romans right, and then right. the gladiators, and we were all, because that was all where the bodies were meant to be, it was all the gladiators, and that's where all the fights right. were, so hunting right. were there. So we didn't see a hell of a lot that happened there, but, you know, um, there was definitely some funny times, man, you know, the, the, you know people getting their <laughs> It's all mixed up, and because you know, the language itself was very, it was unique. Right. Um, so yeah, it was very, yeah, it was yeah. very Yoda, <laughs> very yeah, Yoda like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like Yoda meets Shakespeare. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold on, you you offer us piss and claim it wine. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just short of all the force be with you. Yeah, that's exactly. 
I, I always laugh thinking about uh, the, the character of Barca, right? The actor for Barca, because mm-hmm. uh, I think he's a straight guy, right? So he's not mm-hmm. he's, he's not a he's not a homosexual guy in his personal life, but he had a kid on he, he played that role very well. And then I always I always wonder I always think about him when he had to do the prequel, thinking it's like, okay, yep, you're still gay in this one too, buddy. So we're gonna have to throw you some more <laughs> okay. of those you know? And he's like, man, am I ever gonna get a break on this show? Yeah. <laughs> I think the funniest story I heard, dude, was um, Dan who played um, what was his character's name? Agron. Uh, yes, Agron. Yeah, Agron. Who, yeah. who yeah, was gay, but dude couldn't be more straight. In his yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, and I remember he was saying he was. <laughs> It was one of the seasons after, um, so he'd done a big gay season and was heading into the next season. <laughs> and he was, having, he was having dinner with, um, with Steve tonight. With and um, he, he, just, he just threw an idea out to Steve and saying, I was thinking, you know, my character, maybe, maybe this year he's, he's interested in starts experimenting with girls too. <laughs> and um, he said, Stephen just looked at him and said nothing and just went back down to eating. It's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's those guys are dedicated, man. Dan and the guy who played Nasir, I mean, those guys are dedicated because they they didn't just have these like little scenes where it's like a little kiss on the cheek and then they move on. I mean, you know, they're full frontal nudity going at it. So I mean, this, I, I admire the dedication for sure. But well, I'm just dedication curious, goes I'm just, to, dedication goes to Caesar. Okay, yeah. that's the dedication. Yeah, right that's there. That, oh, yeah. this racing. I'm like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Literally, you know. Come <laughs> 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 on, that was a that, that was the curveball of the season right there. Like Mike and I were thinking, like, what the hell was that? That was crazy, man. That, that, <laughs> that, that one kept me traumatized for a while. I was like, come did on. that just happen? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I know, Caesar, I know. In history, Caesar got stabbed in the back, but come on, man. <laughs> 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 I'm like, okay, well, Caesar, this is going to be the theme of your life, buddy. It's, it's only going to get worse. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's a metaphor for what's yet to come. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a little foreshadowing here. <laughs> you think this is bad? Wait till you feel those knives. <laughs> what do you mean, Brutus, okay? <laughs> oh, man. I, I wonder if that actor was, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I wonder, I wonder if the actor was just, uh, you know, ragged on a little bit. You know, after that scene, there were jokes about it. Yeah, we did rag from man. <laughs> I bet. I mean, how could you not, man? You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. You think you're going to be like this great rule of the world in history, but we got something for you. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, he was so gangster that whole season, right? Like, he was like yeah. this total badass the whole season, and then you throw that curveball there. I'm sure the actor himself, just reading through the script, was like, what? Like, are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Like, <laughs> like Stephen, I think it's a typo, man. I think it says that he gets, like, is this supposed to be me doing it to him? Like, nope. Come on, today he becomes. Today he becomes a man. <laughs> As every head of department sort of gets a script, and right. you know for the, the stunts, you know we needed scripts, and we, you know, um, the stunt coordinator would used to break them down, and you know, so we get the scripts before the actors did. So we got that script, and we're like, no way. <laughs> the confidentiality is so huge on set that you can't say. And but we just were walking around like, oh, dude, we know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> yeah, like a little twig, a little smirk every time they walk by him, a little chuckle uh, every comes in the room. It's like, why is everyone laughing every time I come in the room? <laughs> yeah, okay, man. you just imagine. Can you imagine being the stunt double for season? Like, well, I'm so glad I don't have to like sit in for this one. Like, you got it, buddy. You got this one. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's where you want a stunt double for sure. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a stunt double for this one. <laughs> nah, man, you don't. You don't get paid enough for that, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was funny because the uh, the guys that hold him down in that scene, this stunt guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and the, they were all fighting. Nah, I don't want to do it. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the actor for uh, I forget the character's name now though? Crassus's son. He must have had a little chuckle out of that. Going, oh hey, guess what, Todd? Looking forward to our scene next. <laughs> yeah, man. He was. Um, he he was actually. He he surprised a lot of people, man. Um, you know, a young character, um, sorry, a young actor, but his recall for lines was incredible. I don't think he ever stuffed up once, man. And his lines, you know, is the, is the uh, Yoda language. Yeah. But he, he was incredible, man. <laughs> just the lines, he just he remembered everybody, remembered other people's lines and everything. And then, you know, so, yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was definitely a character, man. And, um, but he didn't appreciate that scene. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I mean, the acting on the show was, was just superb. From, from yep. the get-go. I mean, every, there wasn't a weak link on the show, in my opinion. I thought everybody was good. Whether they were a minor character or a major character, they, they all brought something to the show. And it's, it's really one of my favorite shows of all time. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those shows where I would, there's very few shows where I would look forward to it every week like that, where it's like, oh, man, Friday, Spartacus Day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. dude just really got into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's awesome. I mean, it, you know, yeah, like you said, there wasn't a weak link, but the crew that we had was flawless too, man. Mm. You know, the, the the departments just working so well, you know, makeup, right. wardrobe, just everything, just, it was a well-oiled machine, man. Yeah. Um, that just pumped out some quality, quality shows. Were people surprised that the show was received well, and then were there, was, was there some surprise that it didn't reach a larger audience, like it didn't blow up even more than it did? Yeah, it's funny, man, because, like, when I was up in L.A. and stuff for, for the premiere, it was, it was everywhere, you know? Like, there was billboards absolutely everywhere, right. you know? There was just, you know, we walked down the street with the actors and people screaming, and, you know, there, there was people who even knew who I was. I was like, what the hell is this? Because... <laughs> Uh, but then you get back down here, this side of the world, Australia is like, oh, what's Spartacus? It's like, really? Wow. You know, sort of, um, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I've seen a couple of apps. Yeah. It wow. was, it was, where it took off, yeah, it was the States, Canada, and, you know, the UK and Europe. It was massive mm-hmm. through that. Oh. Um, but, yeah, there was just some pockets of the world that were like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really surprises me that Australia and New Zealand didn't really re- weren't as receptive, given the, how so many of the actors were from both of those countries. Right. Yeah, dude, I mean, made the yeah, it was made. <laughs> yeah, it was made there. there. Yeah, that's what there. There's, there's more going on here than Hobbits, people. There's other things being filmed around here. You know? <laughs> 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 there's more, there's more than likely that, short uh, people with furry feet, okay? <laughs> they're like, uh, I don't know. The last time we did a show like that, it was Xena and Hercules, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Speaking of those people. <laughs> yeah, we'd be serious. <laughs> so, yeah. how, uh, how, how has the show been for your career? Have you found that your business has kind of blown up as a result of being the guy behind the scenes training people? Has it, has it affected your career in a profound way? Yeah, definitely, man. It's it's blowing up massive for me. I haven't stopped since the show ended, to be honest. And it's that's on two fronts. Um, one is obviously, you know, I'm, I'm talking to more and more production companies that want to sign me on for a number of films coming up. Um, you know, and that, which is awesome. You know, um, the only issue with some of that is, you know, some of the movies they want to sign me up aren't as action packed as I like them to be. Right. Um, but, you know, it's you know, it, it's. There's some awesome projects coming up that I'll be jumping on and I can't wait to train with the cast and stuff on that one. Um, but also on the front too is, you know, 
obviously the training side of the Spartacus was so huge and people were intrigued. We released Legion training um, to the world and that was the exact approach that I took for these actors and that is just blowing up, man. It's yeah, huge. Yeah, let's talk about that. Legion, yeah. for people that are interested, there's legiontraining.com is Tyrone's website where you can learn more about what we're about to talk about here. And we'll make sure to give that a plug again and also in the show notes when we blast this out. But if you could just give us some details on, on what this is all about, what people are going to get out of this. Well, basically what it is, it's uh, like, like I said, it's the exact training and nutrition approach that I took with all the actors that I looked after, or the key actors that I looked after in Spartacus. Cool. And again, as I mentioned, you know, being in the film environment, it has to be fast, but very effective um, result-producing workouts. So all the workouts that you're doing are in a gym under 19 minutes. And Legion Training is basically a full 13-week transformation program um, where all your nutrition is included and your nutrition evolves as you do. Every 14 days, you input your stats and it updates you know, your nutritional requirements. And there is a video basically for every single day of this you know, 13-week journey. Um, so that is the core of it, man. That is, and it, people from all over the world are joining all walks of life. And I'm happy to say some absolutely fantastic results. And you know, I was really pleased awesome. because I thought, I thought maybe, you know, this approach would only sort of work for that, you know, that celebrity that needs to get in shape and, you know, wasn't realistic for the everyday person. But, you know, I couldn't be more wrong. You know, there's so many busy people out there that 19 minutes just works for them. Yeah, no, I think it sounds right, yeah. perfect because the people always have excuses about, oh, I don't have hours to spend training and so forth. And what a lot of people don't realize is that you can get a really effective workout in 20 minutes if you know what you're doing. You know, if you're just That's messing right. around on a treadmill for 20 minutes, no, you're not going to get anything out of it. But honestly, I mean, if, if you push yourself really hard, you're not going to really want to go longer than 20 minutes. <laughs> right. that, 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 that's spot on, man. That is spot on. You know, if you spend, you know, three minutes between sets, man, texting on your phone, you know, changing your <laughs> you know, that's you're losing, you're losing the lactic acid buildup. You know, you want to utilize every stimulant possible. Yeah, volume, but you want to burn yourself out with lactic acid. You want to trigger that stimulus for change in every area possible. And intensity right. is one of those major ones. So, yeah, it's 19 minutes, man, where you're a warrior. <laughs> every, yeah. every second is accounted for in, that, in the training. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy with that. That's become a huge project for me, and we're, we're creating more and more sort of add-on programs with that. Um, you know, Liam is actually involved in that because, he, you know, he, he saw the massive change in it, and he's behind it as well. So we've got some big stuff coming up for it, but it's just juggling, honestly, between my time now with films coming up, you know, training cast and being the training and nutrition consultant for them and doing this. It's, you know, I ain't got time. <laughs> but, hey. I got, I got to preach that, man. I just train 19 minutes a day, so it works for me. Right. Now, is this right. a program where people sign up on your website and then they, it, they're automatically walked through it? So, like, week one, they get this, and then week two, they get this? I mean, meaning where it's not something that you have to actively be involved with. The program is in place so that they're going through it at their own pace? Dude, we spent a lot of money and a lot of time in developing a system that will evolve with the actual member, but it's all under my approach, my principles, cool. you know, how I do things. Um, so how it works is, yeah, they sign up and every day that they're scheduled to train, in fact, every day of the transformation, they log into their account page and they see what they need to do for that day. There'll be a video breaking down what they need to do. Um, we even show you how to cook. There's cooking videos on there, the whole lot. It's, hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's very, very comprehensive. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I even like, yeah, I, yeah. I even like what you guys even have where you're supposed to, um, I saw that on your fan page, even just like a little thing with cravings. We talk about cravings a lot on this show. And basically mm-hmm. you have a, you have it posted where, you know, you're craving this, then this is what you need and here's what you need to eat instead. And I think that approach right there can help a lot of people instead of just hearing like, oh, well, you shouldn't want to, you shouldn't, you shouldn't want to crave sugar. That's just wrong. Something's wrong with you. Like, no, there's something missing. And I like the fact that you guys post that. So that right there, I think is huge for a lot of common everyday people to see that and help them with that. That's, that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, you shouldn't crave sugar. Well, uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't, but I am. <laughs> you know, I want a cheeseburger, so what does that mean? With Legion, we always sort of, we always provide what's optimal, you know, what's optimal because, again, it's based off my principles, and, it's, and it comes from, you know, production companies saying to me, you know, I need these actors in shape yesterday. So it is, it's, it's the approach that's most optimal. You don't, there's no room for error, but, you know, we We'll always provide what's optimal, but we're also very realistic. We realize you live in the everyday day life, you know, where you, you do have cravings and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, there, there's reasons why, and, you know, it's not just left to thinking, oh, I can only do this. But, um, yeah, so we try to cover the everyday person as well, man. Well, what I liked about what you said about training the Spartacus cast is that I think a lot of people have the illusion that when when an actor is working on a movie or a show that they just have all the time in the world to get in shape, right? It's like, oh, they're going to have a nutritionist and a trainer and they've got all day, they've got six months where they can just work out before they even start filming in. Right. And you're talking about how you were, you had these cases just drop right on you and you're, they're going, look, this guy's going to be shooting all day. So you have 19 minutes when he has time here to get him or her in shape. And you, and right. you were, and you were able to pull that off. So I think, I think the take home message that a lot of listeners should be getting is that, if people in those extreme circumstances can pull it off and get in great shape, then it's going to work even better for you as right. just a regular person where, yeah, we all have, we're all busy and we all have things going on, but most people's lives are not as hectic as let's say someone who's on a set of a show like that, where it's like That's nonstop, right. you know, nonstop. Yeah. You, you just, again, you just, you nailed it perfectly, man. And that is, you know, people do who aren't in the film industry or, you know, in media or anything like that. They, they do think, yeah, they've got all the time in the world. They're waiting on hand and foot. No, these guys are working 12 to 14 hours a day. You know, and, and that's on set every single day. And then on weekends, they got scheduled, um, you know, media and everything like that, you mm-hmm. know, and then try to maybe fit a bit of family and a social life in there. It's, it's, they are backed up, man, solid. So, yeah, it's, it, you're dead right. Is don't, if it works for these guys, you know, if you say you're busy, try doing what these guys do. Well, then, right. then, then the average person's always going to assume, oh, I'm sure they're on anabolics and they're on stuff that we don't have access to. And sometimes that's the case, but that, that's also just a cop out for people to say as well is that, well, they, they have that, they had all that stuff, so I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I'll let you know this. We had contracts that um, we weren't allowed to be on anything. And if, if they wanted to do a random drug test, they could. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Ooh, so, yeah, great. it might be the case in some cases, but not, not when you can't have, you can't have people on, um, you know, banned substances. Yeah, I mean, and, and whether it's the case or not, it's just it's just an excuse that people often. It's just that we hear all the time. It's like, I mean, I hear that myself when I'm working out in, in the gym and yeah. I'm deadlifting yeah. 500 pounds. It's like, oh well, you know, if I were on the juice, and it's like, well, first of all, I've been working out for you know over 20 years. I'm not on anything, and <laughs> yeah, that, that's not the reason why you're not strong. The reason why you're not strong is because you're weak in more ways than one. <laughs> you know, you know, you're making excuses. Like, if someone does something impressive, just say great job and move on. You don't have to try right. to belittle their accomplishments to make yourself better about yourself you know what I mean 
exactly. yeah. No, no, you, you're, you're right, dude. It's, um, it's a cop-out, you know, because they can't do it. They just blame it on something else. Yeah, right. it, it just gives yeah, them an excuse not to do anything. Yeah, it's like, I'm just going to stay put and keep yeah. eating garbage and watching TV all day because mm. I, I just found another excuse for myself. Now, one, one thing that I'm curious about is because, you know, we, we, we had an episode last week with our good friend John Himes talking about how the TRX company, you know, stole his ideas and all that. And I see, I see that happen with a lot of other people, like uh, Mark Twight, who did the 300 workout. So many people have just ripped him off and made these 300 products and so forth. And yeah, I've seen a few people do that with you, where there's like the Spartacus workout. workout and it's yeah. like, nothing to do with the show. And, and, and I always laugh when I see that. I'm like, man, that's... So do I, dude. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're... I don't know if you laugh or you get, you're, you get mad, though, because someone is trying to take... The, the branding that you built, you know, you're you're the guy who's who worked with these who worked with the people on the show. So if anyone's making the Spartacus workout, the only qualified person to do it is you. And then someone else is putting the logo. It looks like the actual logo from the show on a video. And then they're they're trying to they're trying to imply that somehow they're the ones who worked with. They don't say it directly on it because that would just be blatant. But it, it's implied. And I have to wonder what what you think of that when you come across nonsense like that if you, if you do. Oh, there's um, there's mixed feelings, buddy. Like, yeah, that. <laughs> right. You know, my my first reaction, I probably can't say on air. Uh, <laughs> no, you can. We you can say whatever oh, you, you want. You can't say it on this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so feel free. You can use Spartacus language if you like. Oh exactly. yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you one. I'll give you one, Tyrone. You can just tell him. You know what? Words fall from your mouth just as shit from ass. Okay. That's a direct quote from Vidius. <laughs> but yeah, man, look, you know, um, people imitating you and stuff like that, it's, it's the biggest compliment. I, you know, I do tell myself that and yeah, yeah. dude, if, if they're riding off the back of something that's, that's not theirs, they did not train with the actors and stuff like that. I think real fans know because... It was it was such a body focused show, and they did make you know when the premiere came up, they took me up to LA. You know, I was on Bodybuilding.com, the Today Show. You know, it, it, a lot of press and a lot of media. You know, men's health, uh, men's fitness, everything like that. So, people do know. You know, so these guys who just try to rip it off, man, they, they look like the fools, man. I agree, and, right. and that's why we like having guys like you on the show because we want our audience to know that you're the guy involved. And we want people coming to you who want to know how they can look like people in the show because they're well, there right away. Yeah. That's appreciated. Thanks, guys. No, it's a pleasure. And it's, no. just, it's just the right thing to do because too much, too much, there's too much of that in our industry where there's this backbiting and backstabbing and, and people have this illusion that they kind of need to screw over people to get ahead. And I hate that stuff, period. Because, right. you know, why, why can't we have a guy like you come on our show and and we can praise you, and we can learn from you, and it's good for us, too. It's not, it's not like you coming on our show somehow hurts us, where people are going, well, I was about to sign up with Mike, but now I'm going to go sign up with Tyrone. I'd be like, go for it, man. Yeah, good for you. Good out. for you. He's a good trainer, too. You know, check it out. Whoever's, there's plenty to go around for everybody. You know, so if you have a yeah. great message and, and a great product, you're going to be fine. And there's a way to there's pay homage and respect. Look yeah, it's, it's like um, there's not just one approach. And that, that's the thing. You know, you, you guys are solid, man. You've got years of experience behind you and, you know, credibility that's just off the charts. So, you know, it doesn't mean that if they picked your one over my one or anything, they're not going to get results. You know, it, there's different approaches and it's got to work within that person, you know. But it is. It's when you get people that – obviously, you, know, you guys know. The, the fitness industry has fads and it has trends. And when they see a trend working, they will mm -hmm. jump on it and they will oh, piggyback yeah. off each other and everything like that. But, you know, 
the ones that lead, you know, they're jumping on our backs, man. So, you know, that's something we just deal with, dude. Yeah. Right. Well, more power to you, man. And, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, sister, do you have a question? No, I'm just saying that, you know, and, and the thing is, yeah, if you're someone that sees this work out and you want to put something out there, here's one word that can help you where you can still pay respect to the actual creator. Throw Spartacus-inspired workout. Then how about doing that instead of just trying to claim it like it's yours? Just say, like, hey, this is what inspired right. me to put this thing together and film it. Because, hell, I've even done that. I've put a Wolverine-inspired workout from X-Men. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't mean that Hugh Jackman was doing exactly what I was doing. But, you know, it's like, hey, I saw that here's the workout that he was doing, but it was with dumbbells. Here's how you can use this with kettlebells. But I never said this is the Wolverine workout. No, it was an inspired workout. And, and I think that's yeah. the big difference, right? I'm not going to claim that. Was, I, I didn't work with I wish I worked with Hugh Jackman. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty awesome, but you know, hey man, come on, just just give people respect. That's the one thing we always try to bring up on the show is like just give respect. Well, I mean, there are people going out there. We always talk about you know everybody's got like a rope system now, but don't call them battling ropes. You're not John Brookfield. He's the one that created it. Yeah, it's man. his system. Yep. Call it the battling rope system by John Brookfield. Don't claim it like right. it's yours or give it some silly ass name and well, then act I like you're the one that came up with it. You know, it's almost like if you give credit to someone someone else, that somehow takes away from you. It's like that delusional line of thinking which I think is utterly absurd. And you know, John Hines, our friend, he, he, he said a nice, he said something nice about me where he goes, Mike, you're always giving credit to people all the time. It's the first thing I noticed about you. And I think, I think not only is it the right thing to do, but it, it makes you look good too, because it right. makes you, I mean, you're, you're coming across secure. like a stand-up yeah. guy. You're not, yeah, you're not trying to come off like you're, you reinvented the wheel and you're trying to get credit for everything. <laughs> you're, it's like, well, I'm the one who came up with this system. And then you're hoping that people don't find out. And, you know, with the internet these days, you really can't lie about anything because <laughs> someone's going to know the truth and they're going to say it. So if, you, if I say, hey, I'm the guy who trained people at Spartacus, people are going to go, no, you didn't, Mike, because I was on set with my road. I know he's the one who trained them, right? And I, never, I, mean, and I never saw you one time in New Zealand. Yeah, we don't buddy. remember. <laughs> we, don't, we didn't see a guy with a black and white goatee and a first car in his face on set. Like, we would have remembered that. You know? <laughs> so, there's really no point even you know, going down that road because you're going to be exposed as a fraud. And you know, once you're exposed as a fraud, it's, 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 a, it's game over. You have to go into another career now. So just be legit. You know, be legit from day one, and then you have a long career. Exactly. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. No, no, no. That's um. Yeah. It, it's a shame the industry is like that. But you know, you you guys approach me, give credit where credit's due, and you know, you you explore you know different tra- training methods and everything like that with you know, um, industry leaders. That that's the best way, and it does. It gives you guys credit as well, man. Yeah, it really does. And yeah, so I mean, thanks so much for coming on, man. We know you're busy, so we really appreciate your time. And folks, check out legiontraining.com. You can learn a lot more about. Tyrone Bell on there. You can check out his program, his training, get some information. You can check him out on bodybuilding.com. He and Liam McIntyre, the actor who played Spartacus, did a bunch of clips together. I mean, basically, they just put your name in. Actually, if they put your name in Google, you're going to pop up as well as a American football player. I was about to say, come on. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's not I was like, hold on. Hold on. Tyrone Ty Bell is a very common, like, black American name. Like, like, Tyrone in America. So we're, we were laughing before we had you come up. Hey. We're like, man, Tyrone Bell. I went to school with two of them. I went, with, <laughs> I went to school with two Tyrone Bells. And so when I, you know, put your name, I was like, wait a minute. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, uh, he doesn't look Aborigines at all. <laughs> like, I didn't know that former football player was training the Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, no, no. That's just me, man. I play NFL on the weekends. Bro. Yeah, this guy, this guy's multi-talented here, man. Actor, stuntman, trainer, football, American football player. That's pretty. Black that's man. Cool. That's kind of working there. Black man. Just in America, he's a black man. Anywhere else, exactly. Is there anything else you have coming up? Uh, a project or a product? Anything else besides the Legion training? Uh, you want to plug? Yeah, no, it's just it's just Legion training at the moment, man. You know, we're um we're aligning with a, a gym network. I can't say too much about it at the moment to um try to roll it out um as much as possible and you know reach as many masses and you know um so that that front is keeping us very busy. But you know, I tell you what, man, maybe we should touch base. You know, maybe six months from here because then I will have done some. Yeah, I've done. I will have done some more films. It's unfortunate the film industry, man. It's um. Oh, confidentiality is off the chart, dude. I liken right, it to right, right. Just homeland security. You're not allowed to talk your sign to so much confidentiality until the actual film or you know season has come out. Right. Um, so that's why you know for years with Spartacus, you didn't really hear about me until the end of it all. Um, so yeah, man. You know, once once I've got a few more films, I'd love to touch base with you guys again, and we'll talk right. about the next one. Love hey, you. Yeah, you're, you're welcome back welcome. anytime. Always. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Well, guys, it was been my pleasure. Thank you. Right. Real Thanks pleasure having you on. And good luck with everything. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Awesome, guys. Okay. Have a good day. Take care. You too. Again, folks, that's Tyrone Bell. Check him out at www.legiontraining.com. And just explore that site, man. You may find some really stuff on there that's a good fit for you. I, I like, you know, his. His program kind of reminds me of what you're working on since you're with your program in the sense that it's very personalized and guided. It's not something right. where they're just paying for something and then it's like the equivalent of some free articles you can read on the web anywhere. Right. It's <laughs> like, like, all right, here it is. Good luck. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, yeah, to figure yeah. it out for yourself, you know. Well, I mean, and, so many of these programs where it's like you pay a monthly fee and then you, you get con- – and then you pay a monthly fee and you have access to some content, which is never updated either, right? So right. You, you're paying this monthly fee fee for three years for the content that was there the first month you signed it's up. Sitting, you know? It's been sitting there, the same thing, like, wait a minute, this never going to be updated? Like, nope, I've moved on to another project. And, and know, the so. website, the, even the website hasn't been updated, so it's like the copyright at the bottom is 2010. Well, hell, well, hell the co- first of all, the creator is still like, he's all cut and jacked, but then you see him like at a conference three years later, he's got a gut, like, wait a minute, man, <laughs> what happened? Like, uh, that, that one is a topic for... There's a whole a new show right there. there. <laughs> People that don't work out anymore who call themselves fitness experts. Nothing irritates me more in our industry than that. And yeah. then usually they usually they roll into, and I say roll into because <laughs> they're so fat that they can't walk anymore. They have to roll into it. You know, they, they roll. They roll into fitness marketing, right? It's like, hey, I don't know. I can just talk about marketing. I don't even have to work out anymore. This is perfect because yeah, there's so much money to be made in fitness marketing because a lot of trainers are frustrated. They, they, they don't want to. They don't want to work at a gym 24/7, and they're, they're not making much money doing that, and they don't have any time to develop anything. So they, they just don't know how to market themselves effectively, and and a lot of people prey on that. And there, there's some good fitness marketing information out there. You know, I put out some good information. You have, and we we have friends who who put out great information on fitness marketing. So it's not all garbage. But, but then there's a lot out. of people. Yeah, then there's a, yeah. These are people who work out exactly. But then there's a lot of people who it's obvious they haven't worked out in years, and you know they show up at an event with a suit and tie on, talking about their their fitness careers. Like, why are you wearing a suit and tie? First of all, <laughs> so are you work for Morgan Stanley? 
<laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I don't even own a suit and tie anymore. Here's, <laughs> here's what's funny about that. They go from being fitness guru to fitness rag guru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and like I said, that's a totally different show right there, man. But Or like fat people who call themselves fat loss experts. We've seen that a couple times, too. Well, come on. No, you're more like a fat finding expert. It's like, when I lose it, you keep finding it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that, you know, they've lost the same 20 pounds five times in a row, and they exactly. call it 100 pounds. Like, no, you didn't lose 100 pounds. You lost 20 pounds, and then you gained it, then you lost it again, and you gained it. So that's... You lose it five like, times, you don't lose 100 pounds. If you, keep, if you lost 20 <laughs> pounds five times, you didn't lose 100 pounds, buddy. Okay. Right, right, exactly. Oh, That's like saying, you know, I put uh, 100 pounds on my bench press, but it's the same 10-pound increase. Like you put 10 <laughs> pounds on, then you didn't work out for a long time, you put 10 other 10 pounds on. It's like, yeah, I, I, it's easy to put 50 pounds on your bench press when you haven't worked out for a year and you've lost 200 pounds, you know, what, from what you can do. Yeah, you're going to get that 50 pounds hey, back fast. You know? Hey, Mahler, hey Mahler, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. You call it with <laughs> <one>, buddy. <laughs> it's all about perspective, okay, buddy? <laughs> you know, it's easy to look at a guy doing double swings with two 70-pound kettlebells for 50, for, for 50 reps easily and say, oh, that's not good technique. You know, it's easy to do that. <laughs> it's a lot harder to be the guy in the clip doing it. That's a lot harder. <laughs> and as Mike would say, boom. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, yeah, I'm gonna do 100 reps with double 70s next time, just to really piss some people off. So, what are you gonna say now? Okay, it's like, you know, that, that that technique is not right. So, like, yeah, that's why I just did 100 reps with it. Let's you see know. your clip and doing it right. So what's funny is let's let's see a clip of you doing it right, where you're doing more. Because my attitude is, if if you have better technique, you should have a better performance. And if you don't have a better performance, then Shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll keep oh, that one. Okay. And that's some food for thought for until next there you episode. Go. Come on. <laughs> and now you know, and knowing it's half the battle. G.I. Joe. Right, here we go. <laughs> also, as Untouchable said, losing is half the battle. <laughs> 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 I love that line. Like, and as you know, Mr. Ness, knowledge is half the battle. It's like, yeah, many things are half the battle. Losing is half the battle. Let's focus on the whole battle, okay? I love that line, man. <laughs> oh, man. File that under uncommon sense, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, folks. So make sure you hop over to our website, newwarriortraining.com. Type in the coupon code LLA, and you'll get 30% off of my physical or digital download of my bodyweight training DVD, as well as just as we mentioned a few minutes ago, my weight management one-on-one course, you can get 30% off of that with the same coupon code. And, Mike, tell them what they're going to get when they hop over to your site, brother. Yeah, use that same coupon code, LLA. You'll get 10% off any of my nutrition supplements, my testosterone booster, my recovery oil, my Restorezyme. Take a look at the testimonials for my testosterone booster. It's like 57 now. So don't tell me it's a placebo effect, folks. You're like, oh, it's just clever marketing. Those are real-world testimonials from people that are taking it. I have a 2% return rate, meaning 2% of people who have used the product since it came out are not getting the results they want. That's ridiculously low. Okay, so give it a shot. You have nothing to lose. It's 30-day money-back guarantee. Get on it. And then you can also get my recovery oil. Use that coupon code. Get 10% off. T-shirts, videos, everything I sell, basically, 10% off using that coupon code. And don't forget... Get on our VIP list for the Vegas course in September. We're going to bring you some awesome information. Email either Mike at LLAPodcast.com, sincere at LLAPodcast.com. Say a VIP in the subject line, and we'll get you on that list. There you go. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for today. Big shout out to Tyrone Bell, man, for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show. And yeah, keep, awesome. your, keep your comments coming, and we'll talk to each and every one of you on the next show. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.